Hi, welcome to Music Raygun. My name is Paul Champanelli. My name is Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a musical topic, then we watch a bunch of YouTube clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com slash playlists, you'll find a playlist of all the clips so you can see everything we're talking about. Right, Craig? So true, Paul. On the show today, we'll be talking about Music Raygun B-Sides. Yes. It's time for another B-Sides. B-Sides are great. Which is to explain B-Sides, if you haven't heard our first B-Sides episode, because this is B-Sides 2, mm-hmm. we're going to go back to previous topics from previous episodes and look at one more video on those topics. Yes. Things that maybe we wanted to put in, but we just they just didn't make the cut. They didn't make the cut, or in, in at least one instance I can think of, something we maybe have seen since then, yeah. we didn't know about then. Yeah. Uh, odds and sods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get right into it. We're going to, uh, do one B-side from every episode since our last B-sides episode, but we're going to start with a couple from even before that. So for the first clip, we're going to go all the way back to episode eight. Oh, okay. All right. Which is our new edition episode. Fucking A it is. We're going to start it right off with new edition. Why wouldn't we? You, you should. This is the video for, this is what I was talking about. I had not seen this until recently. Do you, are you oh, familiar yeah. with the video oh, yeah. My Secret? Very much so, because it's got basketball in it. Yeah, it's also uh, sort of a callback to our Jackson Dynasty episode. I don't know if you remember why, uh, but we'll just start watching see it. See it, because uh, any yeah. reason to watch the edition is good in my book. This is a great song. This was the last single off their second yes. album. And it was not a big hit. It, it should be a, it should have been it, a bigger it's hit. It's really good. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. And the whole thing is they're going to the L.A. Forum to see a basketball game. But you don't know that at first. Right now, they're just sort of, like, hanging around Boston with their girlfriend. Yeah. Or are they going to Boston? That's right. They would be in Boston. They would be in L.A. Where are they? Well, here's... Uh, that's the question, but we'll get to I'll, that. I'll find out. Oh, yeah. look at them. Doing it. Yeah. God, they're so young. Yes. They play basketball in every music. They love basketball. <laughs> Fun fact, Michael Bivens is the best one. Yeah. Um, we talked about that. The others are not that good. They're 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 solid, but Michael can really ball. Yeah. Oh, this song is great. Alright, so they're showing clips of basketball games. I know that and now he's just singing to his girlfriend. Yeah. And there's some shots of him uh Pretending to dunk a ball. Interesting. I'm like, I'm, I don't remember. I'm like, what does basketball have to do with the dick? Oh my god, I know who that woman is in the orange. What? That is um, a very young. I'm probably spelling her pronounce her name wrong. Tara Farrell. She was the mom of Ice Cube in um, Boys in the Hood. Oh, and then she was uh, Wesley Snipes' wife in uh, Why Men Can't Jump. So it's not just some random yeah, music no, video. Is, uh, Although she might have been at the time. At the time, no, she was not. She was doing like child yeah. acting. I'm so glad I found that. All right, now they're at the, the stadium. The stadium. And they're going to watch. They're at the forum. Okay. Yeah, they're in LA. They're going to watch the LA Lakers play. And this is old Lakers, like 1982. Is, uh, sure. 83, 82. Yeah. Which means Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Johnson. Next to him is Bob McAdoo. So uh, I'm going to finish with Kareem. Um, but this is early in, in Magic's. Magic had been like three years and four years in the league. Sure. But we're about to see some shots of Magic Johnson playing basketball. Sure. Which is why it's a throwback to our Jackson Dynasty episode where we watched that control 
set to a supercut of Matt oh, playing yeah. basketball. Nice. So this is the second video we've watched on our podcast. Where it's a music video, a pop video with Magic Johnson playing. Let basketball. it be known too, it's from you who doesn't give a crap about basketball, which is great. That's true. I find that wonderful. But one day we'll do a Michael Jackson episode where we watch Remember the Time. <laughs> I love it. And Magic time. doesn't play basketball in it, but he's he is in it. But he uh, he he chews the scenery in it. Are there any other music videos you can think of off the top of your head that have Magic Johnson in them? Could we do an entire Magic Johnson episode? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think so. It'd be great, though. I liked him when I was a kid. Let it all blow. What's that? Uh, it's a, we did the Daz Band. Remember we did the yeah, Daz Band? Yeah. They have a song called Let It All Blow, which most of it is just clips of various sports uh, moments. And Magic is in that. As a okay. We're getting there. We're going to make that happen. So, New Edition seems real excited to watch Magic and the Lakers yes. play. They're playing the Portland which Trail. I have a big fucking problem with. Because they would like Boston? Yeah, they're from Boston. Yeah. Who were the Lakers' biggest rivals in the Oh, game? Boston. The Boston Celtics. And these little assholes are cheering for the Lakers. I'm going to give them a free pass. <laughs> yeah. Because in the world of this game, they are going to a NBA game for free. Sure. And going to see any NBA game for free is great. Look, that's actually There's, him in the video. That's fucking Pat Riley doing there the video. It's a very weird shot of Pat Riley. Yeah. It's like a glamour shot almost of yeah. him just sort of not turning. He doesn't break the fourth wall. He doesn't look right at the camera. Yeah. He goes past it. But it's uh, uh, a very weird shot yes. of it. But I want to watch it again. Yeah, it's shots of the game and then intermixed with like stage shots. And that's, that's a stage shot. Right, because clearly a lot of this game footage is just game footage that was stitched into yes. – Footage of New Edition at the Forum. Yes. Like they filmed on a separate occasion. Yeah. But I think the shot of Pat Riley was filmed for the video. Yeah, exactly. It was not like, yeah. Real awkward. And it's <laughs> because, because what he's doing is, just for anyone listening, go watch this on musicraygun.com slash playlist, but there's 12 seconds left in the game and it's tied. And Pat Riley is looking into the stands, and yep. we're about to find out. He's looking for a fan to run down to the court and win the game <laughs> for the win the game yeah, for like, us in the audience? We can't do this. Magic Johnson, we don't have enough yeah. power. Yeah. We need someone random in the stands. We have Kareem, but we still can't win. Yeah. So Pat points to who? <laughs> he points He points to Ralph. Right. Even though he Ralph. should be pointing to Mike, Ralph. which is bullshit. Right. Okay, that's that's another problem I yeah. have with this video. We remarked on this in our yeah. New Edition video. There's multiple times, th- there's multiple songs in New Edition where the theme of the song is the guys, other than Ralph, want to play basketball or hang out. <laughs> yeah. And Ralph was like, no, yep. I'm going to go hook up with my girlfriend. That's Cool It Now. Yep. Uh, that's um, Count Me Out. Count Me Out. Yep. Ralph is always the one who doesn't want to play basketball. Yeah. But when they go to the Lakers and Pat Riley needs someone <laughs> to join the Lakers, yeah. Yeah. Ralph gets to do it. Yep. Bypasses Mike. Yeah. Bullshit. No, thank you. Yeah. But anyway, he's running down in his great black slacks and his puffy white t-shirt. And, and, and he's going to kill it. And then... Yeah. Being chased by a cop. The security, security is chasing him even though Pat Riley summoned him. And he's going to dunk it. But in, right. here's the thing. He's dunking when he goes to jump for the dunk. He's in his slacks. When right. he goes to dunk the ball, he's in a 
Laker jersey. Which I think is cool. Because they've got the fuzz around the frame to show you this is a dream sequence, right? So this isn't real? <laughs> but I think it's a cool effect where he's on the court wearing his civilian yeah. clothes. He gets the pass. He jumps up. And then it cuts to the hoop. And he's wearing okay. the Lakers jersey. I think it's cool. That's fine. Yeah. It's a teenage boy's fantasy. It is. I get it's to go fine. play basketball with Magic. And then when he lands, he's back in his regular clothes. Yeah. But just just for the moment just where he slams it into the hoop, Which is, he's wearing a Lakers yeah. jersey. It's cool. And then the game's over. Yep. But there's another shot of him tucking the ball. <laughs> he's thinking about the dunk that he didn't do. Because yeah. Ralph gets all the basketball <laughs> right after practicing not at all with the rest of And there's Magic. And then here's a really cool shot where he's going to high-five Magic. And there's a close-up of the high-five. And look at the size of his hand compared to Magic's hand. His tiny little teenage boy hand. <laughs> and then Magic's Magic's, man hand. Yeah, he's got a catcher's mitt oh for a God. hand. That's great. That's the best <laughs> shot of the whole video. Yeah. And then he bites So, him. so, okay. Not to deep dive too much in it. Yeah. Was the whole thing a dream? Because he's biking no. away. Yeah. Are we seeing he's biking away from the game? Uh, they definitely went to the game. That was they definitely the game. The game happened. Obviously, the dream. The, the dream didn't happen. The, all the stuff where, uh, well, except for when Pat points into the stands at him, all the stuff of him running down to the court and and getting the pass and dunking it has the fuzz around exactly. it to show you it's a dream sequence. So the rest of it's real. They really all they picked up their girlfriends. Yep. They went to the Lakers game. And when they left, they really saw magic. And yes, that's a high that five. I believe. Why wouldn't the Pat Riley one be part of the dream? That I think is uh, an editing mistake, <laughs> okay. or because they don't want to signal to you as the audience what's going to happen. They like to be subtle. Right. That's, <laughs> that's right. what it is. That's right. That's what it is. They it's it's a subtle visual trick. It's they also, don't want to. They don't want to <laughs> spoil yeah. what's going to happen right away. As a tourist, they shouldn't. Um, it's also great because the song has nothing to do. The song's kind of curious because yeah. he's saying it's about I They're have like, the secret. See, see if you can guess. Yeah, it's like I just I love you. Yeah, I think yeah. he's in love. It's yeah. the secret, but he never says it. Never all the says all it. the verses are about like, oh, you're getting. Did you get it? You figure she You've only come. got a couple more guesses. You haven't guessed it yet. What is she guessing? Like, wouldn't she just be like, it's you love me, right? Like, yeah. is she that like, well, you like strawberries? She's really stupid. <laughs> She's really stupid. Yeah. yeah. Ralph, Ralph doesn't go for the Ralph, smart Ralph likes the dumb ones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, now we're going to do something from uh, episode 14, which was Hip Hop, yes. 1988 and 89. And this is an Arsenio Hall performance. Got so it. You had to fit the, I had to fit the Arsenio Hall in. Yeah, set this one up. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, this is, and we touched on him a little bit in the in the previous episode. This yeah. is Kumo D. Right. Uh, one of my faves. I love Kumo D. And uh, on the Arsenio Hall show... Doing my favorite song. This is my favorite song by him called I Go to Work. And the oh, it's not I, your favorite song, period, of all time? No. Okay. It's your my, favorite Kumo D song? Well, my, my favorite Kumo D song because it was produced by Teddy Riley. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it doesn't sound too New Jackish. It sounds like a rap song, but you can hear it and you kind of go, oh, yeah, I can see how Teddy would. Yeah, he's uh, got he's got <clears throat> that hard kind of late 80s delivery. Yeah, like, I love uh, that delivery. He's got that like Rock him or Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he's he, and he'd already been around for a while because he was with the Treacherous yes. Three in the early '80s. So yeah, so he'd been around for a good well, probably eight or nine years. Yeah, and then, well established at this point. Yeah, and, 
plenty of confidence. And this is from the album Knowledge is King. Is is an interesting clip because the perform it doesn't sound like New Jack Swing, but the the performance has all the yes. accoutrements yes. of New Jack Swing. A lot of background dancers. Yeah. The outfits. Yes. Brought, brought to you by Martini and Rossi. Rossi Spumanti. <laughs> I love it. I had such a crush on the female keyboardist in the uh, backing band. Yeah. She had a really early no, night. She was wearing a hat. Weird that he said use Kumo D yeah. and there was no applause. Well, because it's just cooler if there is. <laughs> it's good. I'm valid. So I'm a big fan of this. the guys dancing. Yeah, this is so yeah. baggy, the baggy, baggy outfits. Yeah. What is, what's it say on it? Stump? I guess it's a I don't brand know, it's pretty, pretty fucking badass. Yeah. I love it. And it says stump on the shirt and stump on the left leg, which yeah. is great. But yeah, they're already, it's like 15 seconds in, they're already doing the running. I was going to say, I, sometimes I can't tell the difference between the running man and the Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Roger Rabbit is back to last. Okay. Um, and I love Kumadi's outfit. He's wearing like a bathrobe No, it's, of thing. Oh yeah, it's, it's an electric blue a, leather, long leather jacket. All right. Trench coat. That would be a leather trench coat. Well, when it's powder blue, it looks like a bathrobe. Yes. And he had his hand in his pocket very casually. Yeah. So it looks like he said, but he's got the matching, uh, I don't know what you call the headwear. I don't know what the headwear is too. Yeah, I, I mean, it's got a tassel. It looks like a fez. Yeah, <laughs> it does look like a fez. That's the Roger Rabbit that they just did right oh, there. Okay. Um, and I like to do this. Uh, cool. Uh, Bodhi starts dancing a little bit with him eventually, which I like too. And I like that Arsenio's just standing there watching. Arsenio's cool. Arsenio's cool, man. I've never seen a picture of him without his. I've never shape. either. I think for a while, maybe in the mid to late nineties. Yeah. He acted a bit. Oh, okay. And he had he did he didn't have his glasses on and it was jarring. You're like, oh that's cool D. Uh put I, your glasses back yeah. on. <laughs> but he got so much shit. Hello Cool J uh dissed him on a track about his glasses. Probably Star Trek shades. Yeah, uh I love LL Cool J, but if, in, in the beef between the two of them, I take Cool Moody. <laughs> wow, interesting. I well, you've heard the Christmas battle between Kumo yes. D and Busy B. Starsky from 1982. Yes, yes that is amazing. That's like the best rap. I mean, a, a big chunk of it is uh, the Treacherous Tree's new rap language, which is one of my favorite yes. records Yes, ever. that's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, he's one of the best. Yeah. There's, uh, he also had beef with uh, Ice Cube. I'm sorry, not Ice Cube, Ice T. Oh, really? And uh, Ice T has a song called uh, On Your Pusher. Mm-hmm. And it's all about like being a pusher about the rap music. And the, at one part, there's this uh, talking part where he's like, Yeah, man, I got some public input. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. I want that. I want that. Yeah, yeah, I got some EPMD. I want that. Yeah, I got some cool ID. No, I don't want that. You can keep that. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I mean, just straight up fucked him. I love Kumo D, but he seems like the type of guy who would have beef with a lot of other rappers because he seems like arrogant even for yes. an MC. I think it's also he's like really fucking smart. Yeah. And uh, and then he's like, I'm the smartest guy in the world. Yeah. So fuck everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like it's all earned, but yes. doesn't win him any friends. Type of yeah. yeah, exactly. This was a pretty big album. Knowledge Came was pretty big. Yeah. Um, he had a couple of big songs. But you don't hear you don't hear much from him anymore these days. You know what? Not at all. And like I remember getting this album, Knowledge Came, playing the fuck out of it, and then I was like, oh, I can't wait for that next cool one. And it came out. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> 
this uh, time change fast. Yeah, that's true. Oh, is he going to dance here again? He's not the greatest dancer, but I give him props for trying. Right, oh, because this, this is like... This is the beginning of the time because of maybe MC Hammer that like the MCs are about a year to away. dance at half. Yeah. Like everything that's happening around him in this performance feels like a MC Hammer video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's Kumo cool D. It's Kumo cool D. It's like, well, this is, I guess this is the direction hip hop's going now. Yeah. But Kumo D himself is really not doing any of that shit. Not too much. He's basically just stalking the stage. He like would have been is. happy out, out there on his own, I think. Probably. Yeah. I think so. But that said, the dancers are fucking great. I love the dancers. Yeah. 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 And honestly, it makes him look, because that's, that's the hype man thing. That's the thing yeah. of like, you look extra cool and more at ease when you've got other guys exactly. going crazy around yeah. you. Like those guys are hyping you up and making you look good and yeah. you don't have to do anything else. So Kumo D just being cool on stage with these dancers all around him just makes him seem like yeah. he's even more the boss. I agree. So yeah, that was excellent. Um, another choice of yours is coming up. We're getting into things we haven't done B-sides for before. Mm-hmm. The next one is the B-side for episode 17, The Jackson Dynasty. Yes. Now, this seems like it's a real indirect Jackson Dynasty thing. But it's not. But there's a... Right. I think there's a couple of reasons why you picked this one. Uh, but, I, but set it up. Who are uh, we, we going to watch? We're going to watch DeBarge. Right. Do Rhythm of Nights. Relatives of the Jacksons by no, blood. No, but Janet married James. Right. And for a hot minute, yeah. like less than a year. Right. It was yeah. one of those celebrity marriages. And it was a like a for a while it was like a hidden marriage. Like you didn't really know about it. She does that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden they're like, oh, and you're like, oh, they're married. Oh, that's like two dynasties together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then like because well, that's the thing, DeBarge is a family band. They're all brothers. Right? Yes, brothers, and there's just some sisters. There's one sister in it. Okay. And um they yeah so you're like wow they the two the two families united and then you're like oh nine months later divorce yeah and then yeah nothing so what that was the sense when they got married that it was like the barge plus jackson it was kind of like that you're like yeah. holy fuck that's crazy and this was before janet really broke big yeah this a little before control, control. Yeah. yeah so what 84 85 rhythm, yeah rhythm of the, people yeah. know this song this Ooh. is a big hit. this is it's also i'm sure people know this is from barry gordy's the last dragon Oh, right, 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 yeah. Uh, I've never seen The Last Dragon. You've never I, seen Barry? No, but... Hang on. I know about it because I listened to How Did This Get Made, okay. which is the movie is podcast that does back You owe it. I saw that in a the movie theater and stood up and cheered for that movie. It's horrible now, but like, yeah. when you're like 12 or 13, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the fact that it's Barry Gordy's, who's the founder of Motown, you're like, right. no need. No need for when, when you were 12 or 13, did you have a sense of who Barry Gordy was? A little bit, yeah. A little okay. bit. I just knew that Vanity was in the movie and it was a crime movie. I was like, oh, I'm fucking watching this. Is Rockwell in it? No, but a guy okay. looks like Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. Um, being Barry Gordy's son, you would have think. Yes. He should have been. Or at least yeah. a single. I wonder if there's a single on it. But this came from that. I also... Um, I don't think I knew that... Was it this was an album track and they used it in the movie or they recorded this for the movie? That I don't know. I only heard it from the movie and then it became a big hit. Because uh, when I hear this song, it doesn't make me think like, yeah, Kung Fu. It was played in a – because Vanity was the host of a video show. Okay. So they played this uh, on one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, this video also to me just looks – this is – Vintage 80s. This could be a oh. beer, beer commercial. 
This could be a yeah, yeah, especially just L's look. Yeah, L the barge, yeah. like the the just the Jerry curl. Yes, and so the thin mustache. And the, yeah. But then, like the dancing on the streets, this looks like a set, and it, it's you're like, oh, this could be for Michelin. Yeah. Um, but DeBarge was good. They started out because their uncle was uh, part of a band in the '70s called Switch. Okay. Uh, and had a couple of hits. They had a really big hit with a, uh, a slow jam, which is a great slow jam. So they'll never be. Yeah. And it's a great song. So that's how kind of they got their start. And then their father was like the Dippo father of Dominion. Like a Joe Jackson or a little bit. Yeah. It's is it Murray Wilson? Wilson? What's the Beach Boys song? I think it's Murray Wilson. Oh, yeah. I can try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so kind of pushed them, in, pushed them in that way. But when they came out, they were like, oh, here's the new Jacksons. These, yeah. This was their, this is a family band that does R&B. They sing and they dance and they're young. I have I have no sense of cultural context for Jabari. I know the hits. I know that they're a family band, and that's yeah. I don't know. This is all new information. They were, um, they were much. It was also one of those things. It's interesting too because it was like it's Al. Al, yeah. A, he's he's the Michael. <laughs> yeah, he's the Michael, and he had a, he actually had a solo career. Yeah. Um, all the other guys, uh, brothers, put out albums yeah. that didn't do that. Like Chico and, and I think James might have. But Elle was the star, just like Michael. He sings, he's prettier than the rest of yes. them. Yeah. None of them can really dance great. They weren't awful. They obviously lack the charisma of the Jacksons. But um, they were kind of geared towards being, oh, here's 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 uh, another version of the Jacksons for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so of its time. Like, it's not... It's still good, but I wouldn't call it timeless because it's so 80s. It's so 80s. Um, I love this song for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. Um, just because the way it makes you feel when I see it. I mean, it. It is, it's good. I don't remember it from the 80s because I'm just a little too yeah. young, but it works. It's super catchy. It's super catchy. Yeah. I wanted to put on uh, a song that I love by them called You Wear It Well. Yeah. But there's no real video for it. Okay. And there's nothing. The only thing about it is he sings it on Facts of Life. <laughs> and I was like, and this is late facts of life where George Clooney's in the background. Yeah, and it's like a new set of girls. Yeah. And now they, now it's this, instead of a school, they like run a bake shop yeah, or something. Yeah, that's exactly or like some sort of tchotchke shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, I, I can't do it like that. I got to show the real thing. I feel like if you played this at a club now with a bunch of young people who like maybe didn't really know it, it would still work. I think so, too. Like, they would get that it's old yes. and it's retro, but it would still get the crowd they, going. They would embrace fun. it. It's yeah. so fun. Exactly. It's fun music. Yeah. It's cheesy, but it knows it's cheesy, and you can just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one is from episode 18. Do you remember which episode that was? It was after the Jacksons, right? Yeah. This is a Halloween episode. Ooh. So I have more reggae to make you listen. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, it's not more reggae. Oh my God. Uh, we're going to watch the B-52s. I love the B-52s. Yeah, me too. They're one of my all-time favorites. I don't know a lot of them. I know the hits. Love the hits. This is not a hit. This is an album track from their second album, Wild Planet. Mm-hmm. It's called Devil in My Car. I wonder if I... There's no way I know that. Probably not. It's about uh, a devil in your car when you're trying to drive. Okay. So, Halloween. That's Halloween-y. But the video we're going to watch, there's no video for it because it wasn't a single or anything. I don't Mm -hmm. think it was a single. Um, That album, I think, is 1980. Mm -hmm. This performance is before they put any records out. This is from 
some bar in Georgia in 1978 before they pop. So this is wow. an early, early, early B-52s that just some kids who happened to be there that night recorded. On oh, my God. So it's a black and white performance from before they made it. Wow. But it's really good. Oh, that's so old looking, even for me. Yeah. Super skinny French night. Wow. Everyone's so young. Downtown Cafe in Atlanta, Georgia. And this is one of my favorite B-52 songs, and I always put it on my Halloween mixes. Oh, that's great. 1978. Yeah. Does this sound a little harder just because it's live, or is it hard on the album? Uh, it's a little, it's a little edgier. On yeah, the this, this is what it sounds like. Okay, this yeah. sounds pretty edgy for the B-52. Yeah, this is how they sounded on their first couple records. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I saw them in concert uh, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, they oh, it was uh, psychedelic furs and B-52s. Oh, and that's... just just a sea of middle-aged people. Yeah, that's the thing is like they're sort of a party band. I mean, yeah. they've always been a party band, but they were sort of punk rock in the in the early years. Oh yeah. yeah. And they were still, they put on a great show. They also, they look, put, at the, look at the way Fred moves. Like, he's so skinny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And like, they've got their wigs, but it's not the full, like. Yeah, it's almost subdued. Yeah, because they're still just the poor college kids. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He can't afford it. Like, they're wearing vintage clothes they got at the thrift shop, but it's not. Professional. Yeah. yeah. Were you a fan when they broke big with um, later, like the 8990? The Love Shack. Yeah. Era. yeah. We, like, I remember watching the Love Shack video when it was new. Okay. And I love, and still love Rome. Oh, from, yeah. From the Cosmic Club. I like Club. Deadbeat Club. Deadbeat Club is, I think, the best track on the Cosmic Club. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we watched the video. We've talked before about our music video parties that we had with Katie Willis. Yes. That was sort of the precursor to Music Radon. Yeah. And we watched the video for Dead Beat Club. Oh, yeah, we did. That's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, based on the concert I saw, his voice basically sounds the same. Yeah, he's great. Really, yeah. But he's what here? 22? Yeah, maybe? he's got it in 78. He looks like he weighs 100 pounds. Yeah. And they... they yeah, they, they got a good crowd too. For, yeah, the for, kids are going wild. Yeah. It's like just a college crowd. Now, who was, wasn't there? A member that died? Yeah, <laughs> Keith. He was the well. He was the guitar player. Okay. And after he died, the drummer took over playing guitar. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. So the drummer you see there is the guy you recognize. Okay. He eventually became, and then they just yeah. do session drummers and right. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Wow. When did the guitarist die? During which era? Uh, eighty-five, I think. He okay. died of AIDS. So he did. Oh, okay, that's right. That's yeah. Right. So like at the height of AIDS, he died. And he, had, but they had already done Rock Lobster. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They had an album around that time that came out. I think after he died, called uh, Bouncing Satellites or something like that. Okay. And, I don't know if he performed on it or if they recorded it all after he died or what, but it was sort of, it was the, it was the album before Cosmic Club. Okay. It kind of took a couple years off. Because that was like their big comeback. And that was a big comeback for them, yeah. Okay. But he was Cindy's brother. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. Wow. So it's him right there on the far left. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. So you did. I, I love him as a guitar player too. Just uh, great rhythm. Guy. Yeah. Like real angular sort of post punk guitar. Yeah, it's that crunchy sound. Yeah. Okay. And so, this song is so B 52s It's a lot of like hollering. Yep. Yep. The devil's in my car. Hey. Uh, I think there's a line. He's got his cloven hoof on the clutch. Oh, that's a good line. I like that. So funny. Lacks a days of doing this. Kate is one of my favorite singers ever. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. Yes, okay. And they had their unique dynamic so early on of like the girl singing and Fred just like yelling shit. Yeah, like they kind of find them, it's like they found themselves early on like here's what we are Yeah, this is us, we're gonna do this and, yeah. and people will either take it or leave it. Like the Rock Lobster format seems like it would be a novelty but it's like no that's a B-52 style, it's just what they do. Yeah, yeah. It took me a while to warm the Rock Lobster. Oh, I love Rock Lobster. It took me a long time. But now I now I'm able to appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And they when they played in concert, they sounded great. It's if, if you ever go if anyone out there goes to B fifty two concert, it's great because they know that everyone's old and then they just <laughs> so they play straight for like seventy minutes. Yeah. And they're like, Good night and you're like, Yes, I'm out. Because <laughs> they want to go to bed too. They want to go to bed too, so there's no like there's not a lot of banter, there's not a lot of fucking around. They do their hits. Yeah. And they're like they do an encore and like Thank you for a wonderful good night. Everyone's like, oh my God, I can be home by 11. Yeah. I'm getting to the age where I, I, I'm fine. I like that. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> I tried to go see them last summer. Um, they did a free concert downtown in LA and it was a free concert. So by the time we got there, there was just, just downtown was just packed with people. We couldn't get near the band. Oh yeah. And at that point you're like, you know what? I'm old enough that I don't need to do this. Yeah. 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 So I've still never seen them. Uh, which is a shame. I should do yeah, that you before, should. before they hang it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a little Halloween song. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so next is our dance B-side. Oh, yes. So this is your pick. Okay. Uh, this is Tuxedo. Yep. Okay. I had been completely unfamiliar with this before you I sent it to me. I have never been more excited to talk about a group. I've been wanting to talk about Tuxedo forever. Tuxedo is a uh, electro funk duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who Mayor Hawthorne is? No. Mayor Hawthorne is a uh, soul R&B singer, mm-hmm. uh, kind of the blue-eyed soul kind of thing. And he teamed up with uh, a, a hip hop producer named Jake One. Mm-hmm. Together, they are Tuxedo, okay. and they put out uh, they put out two albums. And it's just it sounds like you are in the early '80s. Like what you what we heard from the last episode. Of yeah. The month, you'd be like, oh my god, it sounds exactly like it. It reminds me of Chromio. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, uh, I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. Um, because mainly, it's I get to like something new and be uh, on the forefront <laughs> of something new that sounds old, and I'm like, oh, I can embrace this and get into this. Yeah. I've gotten several people into Tuxedo. One of them, our uh, former co-worker and friend, Greg Smith. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, and I was really proud of He's, him. We've mentioned him before on the I, show. When I introduced him to them, he didn't know who they were. I was really proud of myself. Yeah, but, I've never heard of them. Um, so you'll hear it and you'll go, oh, this is Kirk. Yeah. Uh, I've so, watched the video a couple of times 
since you sent it to me for the episode. Yes. And it's great. And the video is great. I, but this is my favorite video. And a lot of their videos, why I love them, they do a lot of, they have a lot of dancing in their videos and they're never in their videos. Yeah. It's great. That's yeah. why I love that. They're just like, man, we don't need to be in them. But this video tells a little story. I love this story. Yeah. I love everything about this video. So here is a uh, Jordan Peele character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a, a it's a ballet yeah. parking cars at a dance audition, which for the record never happens. There's no such thing as ballet parking at a dance audition. But that's okay. That's okay. But it's it's the audition to dance in this video. Yes. We haven't said the name of the song. It's called Do It. It's called Do It. Yep. Oh wait, there's Mayor Hawthorne in the cameo. Is oh, that was the other ballet. Okay. Yeah. 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 The sign said it's dance audition for the Do It music. Video. Yes. Um, all these dancers are such VIPs, yeah, not just exactly. uh, Ham and Eggers who yeah, are trying to make. Not struggling that they're going to pay for valley parking. So this, so this, yeah. He, does, look, he looks like Hawaiian Jordan. He Peele. does. He's, he looks like a, a slightly thicker Jordan Peele. Yes. yes, it looks like this is a Key and Peele sketch. Yes, uh, but this valet Parker is. Uh, he's doing a little dancing while he's parking the car. Yeah, he's kind of like, hey, I can maybe do this too. I listen to this song, and I'm not exaggerating, probably once a week. (laughs) I I listen to this song. Since it was new? Yeah, since it came out. Yeah, Yeah, this is from their first album. 2014. They just had a second album last year, just called Tuxedo 2. And so he's dancing in the car as he ballets it. And we're getting shots of the auditioners dancing. They're great. I, yeah, I, I, no joke, I listened to it this morning. Yeah, it's yeah. good. I have yet to tire of it. It's my favorite tuxedo song as well, and all of the songs I like. So now he's done parking cars, he's gonna whip off his clothes and underneath. He's taking off his uniform, he's got a tuxedo t shirt on. Get it? <laughs> In case you didn't know. Literally letting his man bun down, he's yeah. got this gorgeous, I mean, that's a Islander glowing hair. hair down to the middle of his back. Yeah. And oh shit, he's here for the audition too. Yeah, twist. But they don't want him there. Yeah, They're kind now, of dissing him. Are they? Are they? Do they not have time for him because he's chubby, or because he was the valet Parker? So they're looking down I on him. I think they don't. They don't have time for him because they think they go like, oh, the valet Parker. This is a joke. Yeah, he can't really. He's, dance. he's wearing a tuxedo shirt. Yeah. So it's like he's just. So he's just around. being an idiot, and we're trying to get this gig, so we're not gonna fucking deal with him. And then he fucking starts now, dancing yeah. and is unbelievable. They they realize it right away. Yeah. Every, now everyone's already like yeah. cheering him off. And then they're like, you know what? We're gonna dance with him. Yeah. Because he's that good. I love this dance sequence right here. And of course, my favorite is the woman with the shorts and the coat that's shiny. Yeah. I constantly <laughs> watch her because she's so good. Now, this video in plot is very similar to the Avalanche video we watched yeah, in our dance. Yeah, very. When, when I like, saw Avalanche, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, instead of a minor, he's a ballet he's parker. He's a ballet parker. You don't think he's supposed to be there, but he can dance. And he's a great fucking dancer, man. The difference is this guy knew it the whole time. Yeah, he was there. He was in pocket. It's a little less magically real and a little more <laughs> yes. just... Uh, in your face... Valley dancer. And I don't know who that guy is, the actor who plays the main character here, but he's super charming. He's really good. Yeah. He's really just he uh and then they do a little soul train line. Soul train line kills me. Soul train I don't what is it about a soul train line that just makes you happy? It's just everyone you know what it is? I think it's because and here's doing some 80 steps right yeah. there. And then boom, that's the end of the video. Um I think people like the soul train line for a variety of reasons. One, because 
it's soul train. Yeah. Secondly, it's because it's formation, but at the same time, it's freestyle in the middle. Yeah. And then it's just everybody embracing the person in the middle for that yeah. long the, time. The vibe is positive because yeah. it's like it's supportive. Yeah, it's not combative. Everyone gets a chance to shine, but everyone yeah. supports the person. Yeah, you're going to get spotlights on them. You're going to get your 16 bars, and yeah. you're going to dance down, and it's going to be great. Yeah. And now is my turn. It's oh, yeah. individualism and community. Yes, exactly. It's capitalism and socialism. Yes, it's everything that's right with the world. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a balance. It's a yin and a yang. Exactly. Uh, we figured it out. <laughs> we solved the world. We figured it out. We did it. Good night, everybody. That All we need is just one giant soul train line. <laughs> Things will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, next is, uh, well, the next episode is 20, which was Grab Bag 2, which we don't include because that's just random yeah. anyway. So after that, 21 is Charlene de Guzman. Uh, oh, okay. You weren't here for that episode. Yeah. That's when I interviewed my friend Charlene. And I want to mention on the day we're recording this, she just announced today her movie that she wrote and stars in Unlovable, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. will have a, its world premiere at South by Southwest oh. in March. That's a she, that's a big get. That yep, that happened today. She announced that. That's fantastic. So whenever you can go see Unlovable, go see Unlovable. But uh, if you heard that episode, you know that Charlene is a multi hyphenate dancer, singer, uh, comedian, actress. And one of the videos we watched uh, was a music video she was in for the artist Darwin Dees. I don't know who that is. Uh, no, uh, th- this is another music video by Darwin Dees that she appears in. Oh, okay. Although okay. only very briefly All right. at the end. However, the whole thing is choreography, so this also works as another B-side for a dance episode. It's also directed by uh, our friend Miles Crawford, who he's uh, – you remember the video of the two people drumming on the rooftop? I love that. He, he that. directed that, and he's the other drummer. Oh, Oh, okay. And he's one of the guys in Stomp. In the video we watched of her in Stomp. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they're pretty tight. So he directed this video. And he's also one of the dancers in it with Shar at the end of the video. Oh, nice. So this is the song DNA by Darwin Dees. A couple in their very L.A. kitchen. I was just about to say, that could not be more of an L.A. kitchen yeah. ever. And they're very Silver Lake. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, Paul. Whole thing. So there's this whole thing is they're kind of having a breakup via dancing, yes. I think, or some sort of conversation. Yeah, there's a conversation done through dance. Yeah. And this guy did all this choreography. He's great. Yeah. I, mean, I can't do that. This is really cool. Yeah. It's, it's quirky choreography. Yes. I mean, everything about this, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, is, is so polite. Oh, this is the most hipster thing in the world. Yeah, it is unbelievable. But charmingly so. But it, it doesn't not, It doesn't cross the line of hipsterism to where it's obnoxious. It's no, it's really not cute, obnoxious at all. Yes, this is very Like endearing. a Wes Anderson movie. Yes. It's not obnoxious in any way. Look at me is too much. And now they're in the park. Uh, can you tell what park that is? I can't. Mm. It's, uh, it's definitely LA. Yeah. I don't know where that is. I wish probably I had a wide so, Probably so quick. <laughs> I'm feeling it probably is actually it, so quick. Uh, yeah. Like I'm not just being like snarky. No. I would think. Oh, 
<laughs> I mean, it's really well shot. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. Miles of Talent. Oh, There's wow. Some great underwater work. It goes into the water. That's fucking they badass. jump into a pool and do some pool dancing. That is impressive. I don't know how you... That must be such a bitch to film. Yeah, how did he do that? Is there... I mean, you you need a special camera. Yeah, you need a special camera, but I'm more mean like the dancers. Like, you know, you have to hold your breath and do choreography underwater. And how many shots did it take? You know what I mean? Like, how many takes? Yeah. A lot. Because then there's some, like, you got to come up for air. So now there's some other dancers, and there's Char, and that's Miles. Oh, okay. Behind her. Oh, this is so cute. And they're all now doing the choreography from the first part of the video. Everyone's so happy. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't an argument. Maybe it's just But it's it's a song about the end of a relationship and then this the ending here. And then he's gone. Oh. Oh, and she's got groceries. Yeah. So it's a bit of a A little melancholy. Open to interpretation what happened in the video. Oh, they broke up and she's alone and Yeah. Yeah. She's on Tinder. It's uh yeah. Uh, but we, we were going to watch that video uh, in the episode, but we decided, no, we'll, we'll, let's just watch one Darwin D's video instead of two. Plus, Charlene herself doesn't show up until the very yeah, end. But great. I love that video a lot and the song. I like that, I like that video. Yeah, I thought um, you'd appreciate yeah, the that. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do the B-side for our Christmas episode. I'm doing the yeah, Christmas I was, spirit. I, I knew you were going to put this in, or I was going to yeah. hope you put it in because I was like, he's, we talked about it. This is a real, this is a true B-side because if I, I, I knew about it before we uh, put the episode together and if I'd remembered it, it definitely would have been <laughs> yeah. in the episode. And then after we recorded it, I was like, shit. It was like right after because you like emailed yeah. me. like, fuck, I forgot to put this in. I forgot in. to put this in. This is DMX. <laughs> Doing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And it's killer. This is from a few years ago, and I remember when it went, went viral. Because this is a clip of him. He's just uh, at a radio station, and they mm-hmm. asked him to do a drop. And it went sort of viral. But the thing that reminded me about it this year is because he record, he actually recorded it and released it as a single for the Christmas season. Oh, did Like he? a proper studio I've recording. I've never heard that. This yeah. would be better. I feel like this is better than this. This is better because yeah. it's more raw and yeah. like off the cuff. Yeah. But if you listen to the beginning of the clip, like the DJ or whoever working at the radio station says like, well, we printed out the lyrics to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And you can hear like almost nervously asking him like, would he sing yeah. it? And he, before she can even get the sentence out, is like, I know the lyrics. And he like, <laughs> he immediately yeah. just wants like... It's like he's been practicing yeah. this, hoping someone would ask him at any point in his life to do Rudolph. At no point does he go, Mom, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it. He yeah. just jumps the fuck right in, yeah. and it's great. Like, it clearly surprises everybody how, like, down for it he yes. is. And how he just keeps the beat on it is Yeah, he keeps the silly. beat, he knows all the words, and it's DMX to fucking it's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Sorry, I printed the lyrics of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I know the lyrics. Would you do us the honors of spitting the red nose right here? You know, dash her and dance her and prance her and fix her. Come in a cupid and donner and blister. But do you recall the fucking DMX? Then he gets into it. Oh my god, that's so fucking good. And if you ever saw him, you would even say it close. Come on, come on. 
And you, if, it, if it's a DMX song. If it's a DMX song, and you know he's like, I'm fucking killing this shit. Yeah. Oh my god. There's no way he hasn't done this before just alone in his house. <laughs> just so in case one day he gets to He's do way it. too prepared. I mean, yeah, it's really fucking polished. Yeah. But then also, he's just talented. He's fucking DMX. He's, he's gonna give it to you. <laughs> the best. Like they clearly didn't ask him ahead of time to do it. You can tell by the yeah. way she's asking him. Like, yeah. We wondered if you would. Yeah. And the way he's just like, I'm I'm so ready for this. Yeah. He's like, I got this. Step aside. I got it. There's this moment at the end here where. They've already cut away from him, but you still hear him in VO, mm. where he asks her, like, did I get the names right of the reindeer? <laughs> and he just sounds like a little kid. Like, because DMA's such a badass. He's such a badass. But I just love his voice when he asks. Yeah. And I'm so excited. He's like going over. He's like, I want to make sure. Yeah. But uh, like he stops. He drops the persona yeah. in that moment because he's just like. Oh, did I did I get it right? Did I get it right? Dude, yeah. you nailed it so fucking perfectly. You fucking destroyed it, man. Yeah. Uh, when we did our episode about bad, mm-hmm. it was a unique episode because we just watched one video and yep. the making of that video. There was another video up until the last minute we were going to include. In yes, that we episode. thought it, we went back and forth on it a bit. Right. Good thing we didn't because that episode went pretty long. Yeah, it was, a good call. it was just one video. Yeah. But that's is besides is perfect for yes. me. So what's the next thing we're going to watch? Oh, we're going to watch Weird Al Yankovic do fat. Yeah, fat. <laughs> it's fucking great. Which is uh. I mean, he's the master of parody. It's a perfect parody song, and it's a perfect parody video. Yeah. So they even do a little bit of the movie sequence before yeah. they go right into the song, because of course they do. <laughs> he's got that seriousness yeah. that Michael has. What was Michael's character's name again? Like Daryl or something? Daryl. Yeah. Yo, homeboy. Where you been, man? You don't fight. <laughs> Three fat dudes yeah, confronting Weird Al, weird. who is not fat. Asking him, why is he not eating fat? We ain't seen you around Burger World lately. So where you been, huh? Oh, you know, around. Want a piece of pizza? Think I got extra piece around this. My somewhere. favorite line is coming oh, up. Right? The ding dong line. It's the best. Oh man, line, I, uh, we're gonna have to watch it at least yeah. twice. Okay, thanks. Yo, ding dong, man, ding dong, ding, ding dong, dong, yo. <laughs> the greatest line read yes. ever. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, you couldn't. Oh my God. Like, I'm already laughing because the main dude said, I think I got an extra piece of pizza around here somewhere as he's pulling it out of his fucking jacket pocket, which is funny. And then the guy with wearing the poofball snow cap, the just like the dude in the hat. I gotta, I gotta hear that again. Ding dong, ding, dong, ding dong, man, ding dong, ding dong, yo. Yo, ding dong, man, ding dong, ding dong, yo. It's no, fucking, thanks, really. It's classic. It's good for you. Not I'm not really you. very hungry. Sloppy right cheeseburger. It's not, man. You want some kind of dad? That would be teaching that little sister school of yours? Back off me, man. Back <laughs> off. The question is Are you fat or what? Leave me alone. I said, Are you fat? Get off me, man. Stop it. <laughs> he does that same you thing. Ain't like, you, ain't no you ain't fat. You ain't fat. You ain't fat. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It has so much shade on Michael's Michael Jackson's acting. I didn't do the research on it, but I'm always fascinated of 
is it just easier to do food-related songs, or does Weird Al Yankovic have a thing with food? I think it's... <clears throat> I just think it's how he's wired. Yeah. I had a CD when I was a kid where it was a greatest hits of his food songs. It was, just called, plenty, it was just right? called The Food Album. Oh, that's so funny. But then they did another one of his that was called The TV Album. Oh, and so there's And that's episode, pretty yeah. much most of his ooh. Yeah. His TV show parodies yeah. and songs That's about a good food. point. Yeah. Like The White Stuff and... Oh, God, that's right. My Bologna. My Bologna. I remember My Bologna when that first yeah. came out. But this is like the king of them all. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing this when I was a little kid, and it was like a horror movie to me. Really? As he blows up. Because there's something about fat suits that makeup artists still haven't nailed, where it's still in the uncanny valley. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Where, like, when you put, like, fake jowls on someone, it just looks like they're a burn victim. And he's super creepy looking with with his fat makeup. You didn't. Were you a, how old were you when this first came out? Were you old enough to see this? You must have seen this a little later. Yeah, they would play it on. They would play this it on like, TV. This was like 80. This would be 88, probably. 87 or 88. Yeah. Okay. But like Weird Al every year would like take yeah. over MTV for the weekend. I mean, you could see Weird Al videos. I, uh, when this came out, I think uh, I was a senior in high school and I was a camp counselor. And all the fucking kids sang this yeah. every day. All the kids. They yeah, just kids, loved kids it. Love Weird Al. He's, yeah. funny. He's funny. He's funny. He's funny. Yeah, my, my kids still love him. And they just nailed the video. I mean, like, they're lucky they didn't have to build the set. I'm sure they actually filmed in that same summer. That would be great if they did because it looks like it. All the dancers around him are wearing the same costume. Yep. They have your favorite guy, the Asian guy with that awesome headband. Yeah. But all the dancers are actual fat guys. But Weird Al is wearing this insane yeah. fat suit, and I find it so creepy. It's, it's, yeah, because it's so overdone. He looks like a human Muppet, and you it's, know? Like, and it's so low. Yeah. It's so low on his body that it looks... This like is a great gag thing. where they're doing the 360, yeah. and then they have the <laughs> fake legs go up in the back, and spinning around. Yeah, when you're a kid, this is the funniest you're thing like in the this, world. You're like, this is genius. Yeah. So I, was, I was creeped out by... And it's still creeping out a little bit. This is my favorite part. The sound effect? When they're acknowledging the sound effect thing. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's just like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I love that. Like he just discovered his power. Yep. There's another great gag right here. Oh, yeah, that's right. When they try to run through. Dude, he gives him a hug. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And then they're all tired. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, not actually being fat, but having to wear that insane fat costume. Must have have taken a lot of hair. I'm sure he's like, uh, never again. Yeah. It's quite a rig he's got. Yes. And that's a lot of time in the makeup chair. Some pinwheel joke with the... Oh, yeah. They're doing all, all of the elements of the all, video. are all there. And there's one in particular that I want to point out. The wanted poster. Do you remember the wanted poster? Yeah, it was Scorsese. Right. You remember what he was wanted for? Something pretentious as fuck. Yeah. Sacrilege. That's right. So they sort of even... 
it is wanted for gluttony. Oh, is see. One of the seven deadly sins. You know, that's better than uh, the original. And then I love Because <laughs> you love roller skating. <laughs> the roller skater guy with the, yeah. I mean, they really, like, Weird Al is, is famous for, he doesn't just, like, perform over... Uh, instrumental versions of the songs, like he and his band, they like meticulously right? recreate all the music, yeah, and and record it for themselves with actual instrumentations, and they just like figure out, like they'll do the research and figure out every instrument that was used in That's the original amazing, and, and recreate it from scratch. That takes a lot of fucking time. It takes a lot of time and talent, yeah. and you can tell that the this video they did sort of the same thing. Like every visual element of the bad video, yes. they parody it. This oh yeah. Time. It's like shot for shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, it is really good. I saw him in concert, I think, two years ago as well, and he was great. He yeah. Was like, he'd come out, do a bit, and then I'd do a song parody, and then there'd be a wacky video, and then he would come back, do dressed something different. Yeah. He was great. He's a lot of fun. I never saw him live, but I, like like every 12-year-old boy, I loved him when I was 12. Yeah. In fact, the first CD I ever owned was a Weird Al. CD. Which one? Uh, Greatest Hits oh, Volume Two. Oh my god! Uh, I I got my first CD player for Christmas in 1994, I think, and uh, my parents gave me the boombox. And the first CD they gave me as a present was Weird Al's Greatest Hits wow. Volume Two. What was your first? Was Fast your first like song that you? Of Weird Al? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember because they're all sort of they just sort Jump of all together. exist. In okay. One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was an early one, yeah. Yeah, like I re- I recall when uh, when another one rides the bus came out. Yes, yeah, that's like I was late really 70s. young. Yeah, and he, really Weird young. Al was only like eighteen when. Yeah, he, yeah, they played it on the radio. They fucking played that on the yeah. radio. I remember hearing that on rock radio. But he broke big when he was young. Yeah, like he was in his twenties all through the eighties. Oh God, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, um, he's probably not thirty yet in this video. Yeah, but he's just super talented. Yeah, and. Uh, um, Kurt Cobain said he was a rock and roll genius. Did he really? Yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, That's great. So yeah, we were so close to including that as part of, of the It was episode. a good it was good to bring well, it. I'm here. glad we didn't. It's a perfect piece. I agree. Yeah. Uh all right, let's move on to Los Angeles. All right. We're gonna look at a band who when we did our punk episode, this is also could be a B-side for the punk episode. This is a punk band. Okay. And you were like, oh, I only can name like three punk bands. Yeah. This is the one, one of the ones you could name. Oh, X. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch X. Yeah. But this is actually a clip from sort of a famous documentary called The Decline of Western Civilization. I think I've seen parts of that. And I think I've seen parts of the second one, too, which was like metal. Yes. But the first one is about like the L.A. Scene. Yeah. So there's a there's a brief interview with the band X. And then they're going to do their song, We're Desperate in its entirety, uh, which is on their second album, I think, called Wild Gift. But this is um, one of my favorites, if not my very favorite, X songs. Is X John Doe? Yes. Okay, yes. all right. Is that Susie? No, it's not Susie oh. Sue, but she's got a Susie Sue vibe. Oh, yeah, there's John Doe. John Doe looks John the exact Doe. fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> We're desperate. Uh, John wrote that song. 
I wonder how much you'll like the song, if at all. Probably not. I tell you what, I love this documentary a lot. I don't give a crap about the music. But the documentary is fascinating. Yeah. It is utterly fascinating. I remember having seen bits and pieces of this. I stars to see this band. You know, they're not desperate. There's worse ways of being desperate than being poor. But you don't have money right now. Well, we're not rich. We got enough to pay our rent. You know, we... The they're a little, they're like a little goth the way that Susie yeah. became goth, but I love how unpretentious they are. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're clearly punk. Yeah. But they don't have that British punk thing where they've got no. like the Liberty Spikes and the, yeah. the, you know, the safety pins and shit. But they're more than the New York, like, just like sort of dirty, regular dudes. Like they've got leather jackets yeah, and they're put together and they look cool. You. Is there a difference between New York punk and London? And, and I know there is between London, but like New York and LA. There's a difference. I think it's more of a vibe. It's hard to like. I don't think there's a unity amongst LA punk fans. Okay. But X in particular, like, it's not almost like a 50s greaser vibe, but up in the leather, yeah. yeah. And it's sort of proto goth, the okay. look. Yeah. But they're not goth the way they sound. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Now, was, like, Black Flag around this time? Yeah, around this time. Okay. Uh, maybe a couple years later. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember the music that some of my friends listened to that I was like, I will never listen to this, but I see all the names on your jacket. Yeah. <laughs> that I you love X. Yeah. The Germs. The Germs, yeah. Is that LA? Yep. Okay. Yep. Pat, Pat, Pat Smear was in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... Which oh. is one of the great punk names. It's Pat, a cool rat. I love that the Germs is a great punk name as well. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's the dude? He did Holiday in Cambodia? Uh, that's the Dead Kennedys, but they're from the Bay Area. Oh, okay. 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 So they have that song, California Uberalis. I know the name of it. But yeah, they're, they're North yeah. Cal. So this isn't to your taste. No, I can't do anything with this. But they're pretty fucking badass. I like, too, that you just know that, like, when she's saying, you know, we don't need a lot. We have enough to pay our rent. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. You probably live all together in a dump. Yeah. But you don't fucking care. That's what the song's about. Yeah. Yeah. That's that I applaud. That you're like, you know, you're living in a shithole. Yeah. But you don't have to have a job. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's punk rock. (laughs) <laughs> that's true uh, we've got one more yeah I don't know anything about this one not even do you know anything about this band no really wow no I'm I, like I can't say the extent to which the name rings a bell mm-hmm. main source does but brand new heavies I don't I don't brand know. new heavies are uh, top five band of mine really yes a okay. uh, huge brand new heavies fan well, this is a B-side for our funk episode. Yes, because they're a funk band. But it's a clip from what show? Yo! MTV Raps. Ah, so we're going to mix funk and hip-hop? That's crazy! What? That can't be done. But this is like right before G-Funk. Uh, it, it was uh, probably, yeah, if l- a little less than a year. Right. Uh, was this 1990 uh, or 91? Uh, 91. Might be, yeah, 91 or 90, early 92. Right. So. Um, 
So the brand new heavies were a funk band out of uh, England, and oh. they um, there were two guys, Andrew and Simon. Simon's the guitarist, Andrew's the bassist, mm-hmm. and they formed this. And then later, the drummer came on named Jan Kincaid, and they got a record deal. Do you know Delicious Vinyl? You heard of that label? No. It's got like the greatest uh, label uh, insignia ever. It's the cartoon guy eating a piece of vinyl. It says delicious vinyl. <laughs> so they signed them and the delicious vinyl is like, hey, you need a you need a female singer. Um, we have someone. Her name is Indea Davenport. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, like maybe meet her? And they're like, yeah, we'll meet her. Sure. And then they liked her. So they recorded, even though she's a wasn't really part of Brand New Heavies. Their first album, you've heard their song. They have a song called Never Stop. That was a big song. You'll know it because that was a big hit for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know it by name. But, yeah, if yeah. you heard it, you'd be like, oh, God, yeah, this played all the time in like 90. Yeah. So they had a big first album, which was uh, kind of a funk R&B British vibe, and it's really good. And then for their second album, they said, fuck it, we're going to do a funk album and we'll be the backing band for a bunch of rappers. Yeah. So every song on the album is just a bunch of different guest rappers and they're the backing band. Yeah. So they had Farside, uh, Gangstar, uh, real early 90s kind of like rappers, rappers, Master Ace, um, uh, Grand Poobah. And this guy, Main Source, who Main Source was uh, kind of a rapper's rappers too. Okay. And this is my favorite song, Bonafide Funk. Yeah, it's 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 weird because marrying funk to hip hop is nothing that unique now. Mm-hmm. But having a rapper rap over just a straight up funk band, this doesn't really sound like too much that we've heard. It's not like use. It's not you know like using samples from old yeah. funk records. Yeah, it's a funk band. With a rapper. Yeah. Which and, actually is kind of unique. Yeah, it is, especially at the time, because everyone was doing turntables. And, right. Um, so, yeah, so they did this one album. It's funny, the album is called The Heavy Rhyme Experience Volume 1. Yeah. Never did a volume 2. Uh, they had a bunch <laughs> of other albums, yeah, and a bunch happened. of other successful albums, but they never did another rap uh, funk album. I feel like that happens most of the time when a band puts an album <laughs> out and calls it Volume, volume one. 1. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, Vine 2 didn't happen. The first thing that comes to mind is the last Beastie Boys album, which was called the oh, yeah, Hot yeah. Sauce yeah. something. Volume, volume 1, yeah. yeah. It, well, it's probably a bad example to cite because they, they would have done Volume 2 yeah, if uh, MCA yeah. didn't die. But yeah. anyway, uh, do you remember watching this? Like, yeah. Why yeah. didn't you get any louder than this? Because I used Brandon to watch UMT Raps all the time. Yeah. Dr. Dre and Ed Love. It was a great seminal show. The better Dr. Dre. No, yeah, the more successful <laughs> Dr. Dre. Uh, so, and then there's just all 90s crowd doing the neck uh, dances. Big white t-shirts. Yep, uh, it's the best. So yeah, so it's that's main source, and then the bassist is Andrew, and Simon is the guitarist. They're the big, they're the core of Brando Heavy. And this is, it sounds like this on the album. That's yeah. what they did. And I love this. This is my favorite song. But it's, it's just, it's a great funk band. Yeah, they're a great, great funk band. So they, they are, um, they're still around, but they've gone through so many incarnations. Because Day of Davenport did like their first three albums. Yeah. 
and then she's like, well, I'm going to go do my solo album I never did. So then they hired Saida Garrett. Do you know Saida Garrett? No. You'll recognize her, too. She wrote Man in the Mirror with Michael Jackson. Oh. Um, so she did one album with them. Then they brought in uh, another woman named Nicole Russo. She did one album. Then they're like, Nadia, come back and do another album. She did another album. Then they got another singer named Dawn. Then the drummer left. Then they brought in another singer. So now it's just this other singer and Andrew and Simon. So and Andrew and Simon are the core. They're the core because they play. All, they can play all the instruments on, uh, in studio. Yeah. And Simon can kind of sing. That's Simon. The, yeah, I'll have to uh, check them out. Yeah. This sounds like an interesting history of a band I've never heard. There, uh, when I first heard them, I was like, "Oh my god, I love them!" And I've loved them ever since. It's like ninety. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this album's great. Uh, but this is this is from. Is that the only album they ever did where they had like that having rappers on yeah. each track? Yeah, they never did another. And rapper. the rest of their albums are just kind of straight funk with straight funk, singer. straight funk, and straight uh, straight funk mixed with R and B. Sometimes they do. Uh, they usually have at least one instrumental on their on their albums. Uh, their first two albums, or uh, the first album, was real instrumental heavy. Um, yeah, there's this great funk band, and I really wanted to put them in, but I was like, nah, let's keep it seventies and eighties. I have never seen Yo MTV raps outside of watching old clips on YouTube. Just, oh my god! Well, because as I said before, I was not allowed to watch MTV when I was a kid. Oh, that's. I think my parents didn't want us watching hip hop specifically. Here's what I think of when I think of your own TV raps, how much I love it. Yeah. Uh, it came on when I was in college. So it was in the afternoons. So it's my, not every weekday afternoon. Yeah, Monday. I thought it was a weekend show. It I started it was like as a Saturday. weekend show. Oh. And then it became every day. It became okay. a half hour show. So what they would do was it would be Club MTV. Yeah. And then it would be Young TV Raps. Yeah. It was like four to five, like four thirty to five thirty or something. And I second semester, I would go work out. I would sound really douchey. Go work out. I would go to my fraternity. We would all watch Club MTV, followed by Young TV Raps, and we would go to the dining hall and go eat dinner, and then I would go to rehearsal for the play. And I did that like every day for like two and a half months, and that, I was like, I'm living the dream. That story gets so progressively less douchey as you go. <laughs> Good. You start out as like frat douche and then go to theater geek by the <laughs> end. Real yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, that's how I think of you. I think you raps. It's just, I, it makes you think of college. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, every time I see a clip from it, I, uh, I'm in love with it. I feel and like I wish you, I had, I, I wish you could, what there was, you know, th- th- they would put it on some streaming service. Like, I feel like you missed out. Yeah, I definitely yeah. did. Well, I mean, all those old MTV shows, like uh, 120 Minutes and... Fuck, Paul. I forgot about that. Sh- that should be just for Paul. Oh, that's totally my oh, thing. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah, Matt Pinfield. And, yeah. Uh, they had some British guy, I think, before Yeah, that. or Matt Pinfield was later yeah. on. But that was like a midnight on Sundays yeah. where it was just like real, like, weird alternative It was really were, weird. Like, yeah. Even I watched Caught It every now and then. And I was like, oh, let's just see what this is. And I, I couldn't watch all of it because I couldn't, I couldn't take the music. <laughs> but because it was also just like so alternative and yeah. so like out there. Oh, that's that the stuff that's right in my But I would have yeah. loved, and I do love Young TV Raps. I just didn't watch it contemporaneously. Yeah. It was on. Um, but that's it for this episode of Music Radio. We're all caught up. That was we did it. That was our last episode. Kurt, we did it. We not only did we do B-sides. This was episode 26 of Music Ray God. We did a year 
music radar. Good for us. Yeah. No, great for us. A year's worth of episodes. That's amazing. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with our special first anniversary show. It's going to be good, guys. The topic will be Minneapolis. Why is Minneapolis the topic of our anniversary show? Well, if you can't figure it out, we'll tell you in the next episode. That's right, so stay tuned. Until then, you can leave a comment for us on musicraygun.com or on our Facebook page or on our Twitter or Instagram. Thanks for joining us. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Until next time, see ya! See ya!